I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy, publisher of hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. Game week is finally here for the Arkansas Razorbacks. We're going to talk about that almost exclusively. Even the depth chart has been released. We just talked to Sam Pittman a little bit ago, so we got some information from that. Danny West is also going to join us to talk the latest in recruiting. All that and more on Hog Sports Live. Before we get started, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. If you haven't followed us on Facebook yet, be sure to do so. And if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube page, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube page. Throw us a thumbs up or a like on both of those outlets. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Throw us that five-star review if you haven't done so already. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can pick up to find your favorite podcast. Hogs Sports is just $1 right now for your first month, as you can see below here. Sign up for just uh, $1, and uh, there's no promo code or anything like that. You just sign up and get the deal. All right. So we just met with Sam Pittman. I just got back from the university a little bit ago and was surprised to see a depth chart was released because Pittman had said Wednesday probably for a depth chart, but that's when he's doing his like actual depth chart for the team. There's actually one or listed here, uh, which I don't think he really wanted to do with a linebacker where you've got uh, Hayden Henry projected to start with an or for Bumper Pool, who may also start. So that's the only or on here. Brady Latham firmly listed as the starting left guard. That battle is going to continue, Pittman said today. Latham's just been a bit more consistent. Uh, I think one area that people have been really paying attention to is the wide receiver spot. And there you have Devion Warren, Traylon Burks, who may or may not be available Saturday. Just based on the way that Pittman's talking about hoping to get him back Wednesday, they're going to start progressing him, progressing him the next couple of days. But from the sounds of it, I don't think we're going to see Traylon Burks out there on Saturday. I think we'll see him for Texas game, but I think they'll be extra precautious and uh, and not play him. Pittman didn't say that, but that's where I think things are headed. So you got Devion, Traylon Burks, and then Tyson Morris, a bit of surprise at the other spot. Not a huge surprise, but we've had him on some depth charts. Uh, you know, we release a depth chart every practice <laughs> for how they line up. But um, the next wide receivers behind Devion is Keetron Jackson. I think a lot of us were expecting him to possibly start. Jaquelin Crawford also expecting him possibly to start. And then Trey Knox behind Tyson Morris. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that when everything's said and done, that Tyson won't be one of your three leading receivers. I think that he'll make some plays. But it's kind of back to what Pittman was saying in my experience is, you know, just – let me get this off here, actually. Just a little bit of, um, you know, inconsistency throughout his career. But, I mean, I could see him having double-digit catches this year. I just don't think when it's all said and done, he'll be the second or third leading receiver. I think probably Devion, Keetron Jackson, Jaqueline Crawford, maybe even Trey Knox if he emerges the way um, that he is capable of doing but hasn't so far. The other one I think that a lot of people were really interested in, defensive line, how things are going to shake out there. Of course, John Ridgway put out on social media yesterday a picture of him in a hospital bed. That's not a good sign right before from everything that I know, and I know what's what's up with him, but we don't report on injuries. But um, I would expect him to miss this game. I think Sam Pittman is kind of saying that also. I think it would be really surprising, but it's not a situation where – he's going to miss a couple of weeks. I think he'll be back for the Texas game. And at least I've seen people with that same issue 
come back pretty quick on it. So I think we'll see him for Texas. Dorian Gerald at one end, John Ridgeway, technically a starter. It'll be Isaiah Nichols or Torian Carter in that spot, probably Isaiah. Markel Utzi as the uh, as the other defensive tackle, and Trey Williams as the other defensive end. So that's, on this one at least, three transfers from uh, on the defensive line who are going to start for Arkansas. Not Ridgeway probably, but uh, – I think that's pretty interesting. Just shows you how important those additions were, but I mean, also you've got Eric Gregory, Jashad Stewart, Zach Williams, Isaiah Nichols. I mean, you've got some depth there on the defensive line. Finally, so that's uh, that's how it shakes out there. Otherwise, you know, we talked about Brady Latham a little bit. Otherwise, everything is about as you would have expected it to be. Let me see if there's any surprises. Blake Kern listed as the starter at tight end over Hudson Henry, which Hudson's been in and out also. This past week, practices at four. What's it? 4.30 today? Maybe a little bit earlier than that today. I can't remember exactly. But there's no media availability after practice today. Then Tuesday, we have, I think, 4 o'clock practice. And then we have players right after that. So, uh, And then Wednesday, we have Sam Pittman press conference at 1 o'clock. That's the last time we'll talk to anybody from Arkansas. So... Cam Little listed as a starting kicker. Reed Bauer, punter. Jordan Silver, long snapper. Kick returner listed as Ladarius Bishop. Punt returner, Greg Brooks or Nathan Perotti. That's where things stand right now with the depth chart. You can read all of it on hogsforce.com right now. We'll get the whole thing listed. We're going to get to your questions. I'm going to get to Danny West here in a little bit, talk a little bit about recruiting. Uh, we mentioned the Arkansas to-do list. Obviously, the depth chart is technically out, but the final one will be out Wednesday. They've got to get some more guys healthy. They had a lot of guys in green this past week. I mean, on Thursday, no contact jerseys. You had Blake Kern, Dalton Wagner, Ty Clary, Traylon Smith, Jalen Catalan, Zach Zymus, Miles Slusher, Kevin Compton, and Jermaine Hamilton-Jordan. It's a lot of green. Traylon Burks wasn't there. Sam Loy wasn't there. Hudson Henry wasn't there. So they got to get some guys healthy. After they had a pretty physical practice Friday, Thursday. Thursday, I know they did. Not super like last week because they're still trying to get their legs back a little bit. The walkthrough was just, you know, very basic. You know, the mock game was just going over scenarios. They weren't doing much running at all. They just want to get out of there with their legs, get out of there healthy, get to this game week. Rice is an interesting opponent. They're going to try to slow it down. Sam Pittman kind of likened some of that to the way that uh, Georgia Tech used to do them. He said there was a one year, he said in the first half, they had three possessions, and it was like 17-7 or 17-0. They scored on all the possessions, but they only had three because they tried to slow it down. So that's that's what we'll see with Rice. I mean, they're not going to do like the flex bone or anything like that, but it'll be, you know, two tights, a lot of stuff like that, 12 personnel, um, really more methodical. Opposing coaches, a former offensive line coach also. You don't see that very often, two coaches who are offensive line coaches. You guys watched the game Saturday? I, did, I, I watched a good bit of the uh, UCLA-Hawaii game, but I watched every snap, every play of Illinois-Nebraska. And I asked – Beal. Bielman was a coach for Illinois. I asked Coach Pittman at the press conference today, like, do you watch all those things that happened in that game and, like, you take notes on it? And they're actually – he's taken it a step further. He said that 
they have taken clips out of the game and are showing their players from the week zero game because, you know, Nebraska, as he said, they probably thought they had everything together, everything in order, prepared to play. But you field a punt at the two-yard line. You go backwards into the end zone. It's a safety. That's his first score of the season. Really, this game turned, and I say this so much, but so much of this game is about your opponent's mistakes and you not making mistakes, and you making, in turn, your opponents pay when they do make a mistake. You hear after every game, well, we shot ourselves in the foot. If we just hadn't have done this, that's what football is. I mean, 90% of it, a lot of it's just having better athletes and stuff like that. Some programs can get away with stuff like that, like Alabama, but you know that's what makes Alabama so difficult. They also don't make a lot of mistakes, and they really make you pay, and they out-athlete you. But so much of football is making mistakes and capitalizing on mistakes. And that's what Nebraska did. They had that mistake. Um, you know, Illinois even lost their starting quarterback. But when was the turning point of this game? Dude drills uh, Illinois' backup quarterback into the ground. That's called, you know, punishing a player, driving him into the ground, and then taunts him. And it's a 30-yard penalty instead of an interception, which happened on that play. They had an interception, Nebraska did. Imagine how that game would have gone the momentum swing that that would have caused. Instead, it was a complete other way. And from there, it was all Illinois, aside from, you know, like a 75-yard run by Martinez. But everybody thinks Scott Frost is in trouble right now. I mean, that was the guy that was the higher, the higher four years ago in all of college football. I mean, they won a fake national championship. He's a Nebraska guy, an alum, former player. Perfect fit. Nope. Not always. That's why you don't just win the press conference. Would you rather have Scott Frost? Would you rather have Scott Frost or Sam Pittman right now? Nobody, nobody said anything about Sam Pittman. Brett Bielema was the hire in 2013. He was the top hire in the entire country in 2013. It didn't work out for him at Arkansas. You know, we've been talking a lot about Brett Bielema and his tenure at Arkansas since he's back in college coaching and stuff. And how would things be now? If you go back to 2015 and they had beat Mississippi State where they had the kick blocked, you know, whether they, they keep driving and score a field goal or just not have the chip shot field goal block, Cole Hedlund. If they won that game, that would have been nine wins right there. I mean, there's a couple other games out there, too, that they very well could have won. They That team could have been – I mean, Toledo, for example, is one of them. But that could have been a 10 or even 11-win team. And they got a little bit of luck. But say they win 10 games that year, which they probably should have done. I mean, again, they got a little luck on the way, the, the Ole Miss game, obviously. But say they won 10. Say they didn't win all three of those. They should have won, could have won. They won two of them. And then the next year, they beat Virginia Tech in the bowl game instead of collapsing. And they beat Missouri in the last game of the regular season instead of collapsing. So he has a 10-win season and a 9-win season. I think he probably would have survived 2017 and may have not gone into 2017 in panic mode because he was. I think the stress, all that stuff got to him. I mean, think about the Auburn game, how ridiculous. They're going to switch over to a hurry-up, no-huddle offense. Two weeks because they got to buy before the Auburn game. An offense that Auburn practiced against all fall camp. They're, that's the secret weapon? Come on. So I think he probably would have survived 2017. Maybe they would have fired Jeff Long. Bielema maybe not survive the next year. And, you know, maybe it made made a coaching hire 
with uh, with actually a sitting AD. But you got Hunter Yurchek, you got Sam Pittman. That's where things are. All right. Some NFL stuff. Alex Collins looked good the other night. What do you have? He had like he had a touchdown. Had a nice move. Um, you got Felipe Franks. Looks like he's settling in as the backup in Atlanta. What Collins finish with? We had an article on it. I can't remember, but he's dropped like ten pounds. He's trying to increase his speed. Ten carries, thirty-seven yards, and a touchdown. Also had several catches. And then you got Felipe Franks, who looks like he's settled in as the he started like the first two quarters, but looks like he's settling in as the backup. McCarron out now. Josh Rosen came in, but he hasn't done anything to unseat him. Anyway, it's good to see some football back on TV. We asked a bunch of poll questions. We did a lot of poll question stories this week. We did uh, Arkansas football 2021 season predictions. What will Arkansas's final record be in 2021? 36.89% said 7-5. Seven and, seven and five. That was the majority. What will Arkansas's SEC record be? 37% said 3-5, and five, 437 voters. The next closest was 34.5%, 405 voters said 4-4. Four and four. How many yards will K.J. Jefferson throw for? 25 to 20, 2,500 to 3,000, 30%. Most likely stat line for Traylon Burks. 65 catches for 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns. May be harder without him playing this game coming up. Doesn't look like he's going to play, but they had not ruled it out completely. How many yards will Traylon Smith rush for? The majority said barely 1,000 to 1,100 yards. The second most was 800 to 900 yards. And then a distant third was 900 to, to 1,000. So people either think 800 to 900 or 1,000 to 1,100. Kind of interesting. Which player will be Arkansas's second leading receiver? Keetron Jackson at 30%. Which true freshman will make the biggest impact this season? Raheem Sanders at, six, at 64%. I think that's interesting also. It's a landslide over Keetron Jackson because most people think Keetron, if Keetron Jackson is the second-leading receiver, I guess Raheem's going to be the second-leading rusher in this scenario, and he is the backup running back on the depth chart. Which transfer will make the biggest impact this season? It's very close, but 39% over 37% <clears throat> say John Ridgway. What will Malik Hornsby's contribution be? 66% say he'll have a consistent package in the game each week. And how many sacks will the Razorbacks allow? This is very close. 15 to 19 sacks, says 31%. How many sacks will the Arkansas defense make? 20 to 24 sacks, 37%. How many how many times will Jalen Catalan be ejected this season? 39.7% says one time. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your 
time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We did a lot of those kind of poll questions. It's always a very popular, fun thing, especially in the preseason to do. We did our staff predictions, game-by-game staff predictions. Me, Danny West, Curtis Wilkerson, and uh, Andrew Ellis, and you can read the full article. I have Arkansas at six and six. I know a lot of people saying you said six and a half wins. You said you're teetering towards seven. I don't like all the green jerseys out there. I don't like that Traylon Burks isn't fully healthy right now, and I don't like people calling me a homer. And people are going to do it no matter how many times I say six and a half wins or so like that. People are going to say. Why are you filling us with hope? Like on this very podcast, people will say that. Why are you filling us with hope, Trey? I mean, I say something looks good, something looks improved, something looks this direction. Homer. So there it is, six wins. I can go back and point to that when somebody calls me a homer. I also know that I have to kind of be in close to the program, and I like Sam Pittman. I, you know, I hope these guys do well and stuff. I think, you know, any media member may, you know, hide behind this veil of, I don't care, but they they care. They care. Nobody wants nobody wants to go through what we've been going through, traveling to these games and just watching Arkansas get obliterated, spending, you know, a thousand, twelve hundred dollars for travel. Go watch them get blown out, games over in the first quarter. Nobody wants that. Everybody wants to watch a good game. Certainly much easier when the home team wins. I thought 1234A579, a user on our message board with an interesting username, had a pretty cool breakdown because if you go by Arkansas fans, because we put we allowed everybody to vote, uh, the fans had Arkansas winning nine games, just voting individually on each game and taking the percentage of whether they would win or lose the game. Nine wins based on that formula. And 1234 here goes through every single team and – we got we got great posters on here. Great posters do in-depth breakdowns like this on our message board. But he goes through each team and averages out their recruiting rankings over the last five years compared to Arkansas and just whether or not fans got it right based on recruiting rankings. And like the Texas game here, week two, Arkansas is 28th average in recruiting over the last five years. Texas is 12th. But Arkansas fans voted 485 have Arkansas winning the game. That's 86% for Arkansas. 79 people picked Texas to win. Even though there's that big a discrepancy in the recruiting rankings. I'll tell you another big one is Auburn. Or Texas A&M too, I mean 58%. Texas A&M ranks 12th. But Auburn, so Auburn 
also averages 12. Interesting. Arkansas 28, 472 winning. Arkansas, 12 people picked Auburn to win this game. And Auburn has the 12th ranked recruiting class average in the country over the last five years. 98%, 98% of Arkansas fans picked Arkansas to win this game. I just think that's interesting. And I'm the homer. <laughs> we also ran one for, uh, for the Rice game. Uh, Andrew Ellis put this together. This is always a very popular one. How many yards will K.J. Jefferson have versus Rice? These kind of questions. Newcomers, who's going to be the standout newcomers? How much rushing yards for Traylon Smith and Raheem Sanders? First touchdown, how's that going to look? All those kinds of things. We'll go back and review these. It's always kind of a fun article to do. Okay. we got to get to Danny West. I told him I'd get to him now. For those of you who aren't following Danny West, Danny West is the biggest recruiting man in the state of Arkansas, not by size, by production. Does a great job for us. He's got a little work to do because there'll be visitors. Danny, how you doing? Yes, sir. <laughs> so, Danny, What's Arkansas up? is going to be able to have recruits come to the game. Is there going to be any? Is there going to be any there? Yeah, I think so. Uh, not as many as there will be next weekend. Yeah, obviously. I mean, a lot of these kids—they've already told me. You know, I'm. I'll be out of town or something. I won't be able to make it up for the first game, but I'll be at that second one. So, you know, that's the magnitude of it. I would imagine there's going to be several dozen for the Texas game, but yeah, they've got a few lined up for this, uh, for this weekend. I would, I would imagine it's probably going to be built around your current commits. I know several of those guys are going to be coming up. Um, really can't think of any undecided, standout type targets that are going to be on campus that we know of so far it's still monday mm-hmm. and as you know it this list uh, throughout the week tends to grow so uh we'll see later in the week but so far not a not a ton of enormous news for the rice game but that that texas list buddy it's it's already taken shape gonna be a really good one a couple of names there anthony brown of course the remaining target for the current class 2022 defensive back out of Milan, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll accept that. Yeah, okay. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, he's supposed to be announcing on September 14th, so you do the math on that. Three days prior, he's going to be here in Fayetteville. Uh, I think he's a guy that we've all felt pretty strongly about with Arkansas for a long time. He pushed that decision back from late July to um, September 14th, his mother's birthday, so – Maybe you're still in, in good shape there. And then Avery Johnson is another quarterback I'll mention for the 23 cycle. He's a quarterback out of Mays, Kansas, four-star kid. He's been here once. I believe that was in June. In fact, I know it was, and uh, that'll be his first opportunity to get back for the Texas game. Anthony Brown is the number 522-ranked player in the country on the 24-7 Sports Composite. 24-7 Sports has him ranked as the number 12 overall prospect in Tennessee and number 35 athlete. He's got a pretty nice offer list too, Danny. He's got uh, Indiana, Wisconsin, Illinois, Tennessee. Those are his others that you consider warm. Uh, Alabama was with, with an early offer. Auburn. Who else? Miami, Miami, Michigan, Michigan State, State, Oregon, yeah, yeah a bunch of them Mississippi State, yeah, he's got a nice. And like you list. said, a lot of those did come early for him, but that's okay. They offered him, so mm. they at least saw something in him at some point. But yeah, he, uh, you know, it, it's kind of 
felt like we've been talking about him for a whole year now when really it's only been two or three months. But, uh, I mean, you think about the June weekend, the very first opportunity to bring kids back for official uh, official visits in June, uh, June 4th, I believe. He was part of that group. And then you look up a week later, he makes an unofficial trip to Fayetteville on his own dime. Uh, then, of course, he set the announcement date for July 29th, I believe. Then, of course, he changes that. So we've been talking about this dude for mm-hmm. a while, and he would certainly uh, be a big one for them if they're so lucky to to get his commitment. But, yeah, they want him at DB. You know, he's about 6'1", 192, somewhere in there. Really versatile guy. A lot of those offers actually came early on as a wide receiver target. A lot of people like him as, you know, a, a different position. But Arkansas has been – consistent in wanting him uh in the secondary in fact i think they've they've kind of preached to him you can be the next jalen catalan kind of be that that roaming safety back there for him so uh that intrigues him i think uh, of course it does right uh, jalen's pretty good and one recruit snuck in this weekend 2023 safety brandon jordan out of mansfield texas uh who's a four-star safety uh you got to watch a little football also this weekend too didn't you danny I did. Boy, it was nice, Trey. Uh, first of all, Bentonville West is arguably my favorite place to go visit and watch a game. I don't know why. It's just kind of – have you been out there? Bentonville West? Yeah, the new school out there. No. Man, it's nice. Anyway, it's it's kind of out there a little bit, but uh, all the facilities are just – they're awesome. And, you know, it's not that bad of a trip for me. But, yeah, Brendan – plays for Mansfield, Texas, and of course they were playing at Bentonville West last Friday night, and he told me that morning, he said, hey, I know this is weird, but I'm actually on campus right now, and I'm thinking, what in the world's going on? It's a dead period, mm-hmm. you know, you can't you can't be there, uh, but sure enough, they, they did their walkthrough in Arkansas's indoor facility that morning before playing in Bentonville West that night, so that was cool, you know, he had already been here in June, I think, so for him to get back twice in the span of a, a couple of months here, I know he's already told me he's planning on coming back again for a game this fall, but you said it there, number 189 in the country, four-star safety, Brendan Jordan out of uh, Mansfield, Texas. He, he was really impressive to me the other night. I mean, he he brings the wood, man. He's only about six foot, 185, but he'll strike you, and he, he changed that game. You know, they were actually trailing at half, kind of surprising there, 21-14, they come out, they put him at tailback, and, and lo and behold, he marches down and, and ties the game. They go on to win at 28-21. What's left here, Danny, for this jumping back to class of 2022? I mean, just looking at the big red board, there's a receiver that's a still lot. looking like interest in Arkansas, a couple offensive linemen, a defensive end. I mean, there's just yeah. – I mean, there's a cornerback, Gentry Williams, who's <laughs> be a long shot uh, to end up yep. in Arkansas. But, I mean, that's – feels like kind of pretty much it. I mean, there's just a, a couple spots here. they got to hold some spots open for, for transfers. Of course, they're talking about expanding expanding some uh, some openings for to, to make way for transfers but um, in the future, but not now. Um, so what, what, where are things right now with 2022? Is there much anything less yeah. after Anthony Brown? <laughs> not a lot, but, but to hit on that point you brought up, there has been talk of maybe, uh, you know, adding some more scholarships, but Buddy, I've been talking to people at, at different schools, and they're like, we don't know where this is coming from. It's not imminent. Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't been told anything official. So 
uh, basically they're going on what we put out or what we're retweeting or seeing on Twitter ourselves. So I'm not ready to say there's a lot to that just yet, because if they don't think there is yet, there's probably not. Mm-hmm. So, you know, without that, I, I do think you're getting down to it, man. I mean, you've only got really two spots that I could count. Um, you know, if you can get AB, Anthony Brown, if you can get him on the 14th, obviously he's a take. You take him all day. We'll see what they would do with that final one, maybe two spots. I would I would call it one. Do you take another specialist? Uh, how do people feel about that? I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, it's getting – Getting down to it, of course, you counted some forward last year, which took away from this class, so the math behind it all can be a little bit tricky. But I've told people for a long time now, this thing's going to be a little shorter than you expect. So, man, they're going into the football season almost done. Mm -hmm. That's really, really rare. And I understand, you know, it kind of – uh, anticlimactic you know you expect to have five six spots going into the season and you can focus on those final few guys big time guys and man unless something changes I'm I'm just not seeing that for this class Danny I want to switch your gears real quick you watched the Nebraska Illinois game every snap of it I did too it was it was fun to watch some real so football happy for coach B I know a lot of people feel different about him but I happen to like him think a lot of it yeah personally I mean you can't I mean, yeah. he's a good guy to talk to. But, you know, what kind of bugged me about that game is some people were getting on to me like Twitter because I'm like, what's going on with the knee pads? Right. Because <laughs> I saw your tweet on I that. mean, like somebody had the oh, old man they, they old man yells at cloud uh, a gif under me. But, like, that is a point. Get off my yard. I, I, I was like, this is supposed to be like a point of emphasis. And I had uh, – uh, somebody from a, a equipment from another team who's equipment manager, like somebody in college football said, yes, this is absolutely a point of right. emphasis for this year. They've been notified about it, had time to adjust the uniforms because everybody, you know, gets uniforms every couple of years. And this is a year where they're supposed to emphasize. It. I mean, like every, every like teenage girl knows, like from high school, you had like a, a rule of how far <laughs> your, your shorts could be up, you know, it's like your hand above <laughs> yeah. your knee. Like oh, that's how far the up they were. They, they would d- use the ruler. You remember that? Oh they yeah, it's like five inches or something. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we were advanced. <laughs> oh yeah, super advanced at rising. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that bugged me a little bit because that's supposed to be a point of emphasis, and every single player for Wisconsin had it like way up above the knee. That just yeah, you know, it annoyed me. So let me tell you something though, man. Thinking back to when we played, and now this has been a long time, obviously. I wanted my knee pads on, didn't you? Like, yeah. That hurt. I mean, yeah, I don't, don't want to take a shot on the school. knee. I'm not, yeah, I think I'd rather be the dork wearing my knee pads. I mean, I can understand as a wide receiver, you can run a little bit better, you know, sure. but uh, any other position, you're in there banging and stuff, you don't want to take a knee to knee. That's the last thing you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I called, I, I was calling up at the university one time years ago to Marianne. Uh, worked in the office there and I was walking uh-huh. through a doorway and I mean right when she picked up the phone I slammed my knee in the door Ouch. and was just speechless just like I had to like explain myself <laughs> as I was grimacing <laughs> oh gosh so many stories man yeah uh, All right, I was brother. thinking the other day uh, when the when the guy you have to tell this story sometime uh-huh. when you do have time but when the guy was trying to stop you from, from parking in the special parking spot, you just kept going. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell it real quick. I was uh, It was Bielema era, and 
they had this guy, this parking attendant there who wouldn't let us pull in where the press conference was. Like I was going to have to walk a mile or so to get there. And anyway, he's like, you can't come through here. And I was like, but I am. And I just kept on, (laughs) I was like, made this grimacing face, like, but I'm doing it. And this went on. He was was just like, I mean, but I I had the right to park there. I mean, I had a parking, you know, sticker. He's like, you got to have a, you know, it was volleyball. There's a volleyball game. It's like, you got to have a volleyball pass or something. I was like, I'm going to this press conference. So anyway, all right, brother. Thanks for bringing that up. (laughs) All right. That's Danny West. If you're not following Danny West, you can do so at Danny West 247. Does a fantastic job covering recruiting, not just recruiting. You know, he chips in there with – his opinion and insight on the Razorback football team. He's got a lot of a lot of inside sources on that as well. So make sure you follow at Danny West and uh, 247 and subscribe at hogsports.com because most of his content is VIP. And as you can see there right there, $1 right now for your first month. I had a little bit of trouble with OBS, my operating system here that we use for uh, – my operating system, my software that we use for, uh, for uh, these podcasts. I updated my operating system for my Mac – and it just like wiped out a bunch of stuff. So we've just got this still graphic. That's why it hasn't moved. All right. What else we got to get to here? I think we covered just about all the main topics. I'm sure we've got some questions. Oh, Curtis Wilkerson has an article on KJ Lewis. Also, it was just offered by Arkansas Class of 2023, top 25 shooting guard. Curtis also has uh, Arkansas basketball post-summer newcomer projections. He has Arkansas basketball post-summer returnee projections. Those are both VIP breakdowns from Curtis, who does a tremendous job covering Razorback basketball. If you're not following Curtis, then you're going to want to do that too. Curtis will be on with us on Thursday. We will have a Thursday show. So the way the schedule will work, <clears throat> Monday, probably around 1.30 or so, after Sam Pittman's noon press conference, get back, you know, transcribe, I'll do all my stuff. And then probably a one thirty show on Mondays. Thursdays will be a normal time, about 11 o'clock on Thursdays. That'll be our game preview day. Uh, normally we will have a guest from an opposing site on 24-7 sports. Like we'll have somebody from, you know, the Texas site next week. This week we won't, but Curtis will be joining us, you know, probably every Thursday also. Keith Grayson will mix him in there as well, different times. He'll provide a little comic relief for us. So that's kind of the idea with the schedule. I did do the 2021 Arkansas versus 2015 Arkansas position-by-position comparison. The difference is with this is you know what you had in 2015 versus 2021. But I think it's an interesting look. For me, ultimately, like, I I went six wins. If I knew K.J. Jefferson was going to be as good at protecting the football and, you know, making plays and all that stuff – as Felipe Franks, I might have gone like eight wins. I might have. But that's the one reason right there. And I don't like all the green jerseys out there right now. And we'll see how things are at practice today. But that's pretty much it. Let's see what we got here. Patricia Lunsford said, Woo pig suey with a bunch of W's and P's and S's. Vicky Bates Watson says, Hi, Janet. <laughs> okay. Damian Phillips says, or tugging people, tagging people, I guess. Casey French Fulton says, it's game week. Woo freaking pig suey. Roderick McCollum says, game week. Randall Files says, I expect Ridgeway to miss the Rice game, but he will make it back for Texas. That's what I think based on what we know there. Billy Harper says, driving from Claremore, Oklahoma, to see my Hogs play. You going to the game? You going to be at the game Saturday? 
full capacity. I don't think there are any restrictions as far as having to show proof of a vaccination or anything like that. Tony Bell says, oh, yeah, we pick suey. Robert Ham says, we pick suey. A lot of we pick suey. See if I can get past all these from Wisconsin, Biloxi, Mississippi. Kansas City, a lot of Woopig Sueys. Arlington. Nick McMinn says, did you ask Pittman when he's growing that beard out on a serious note? How long do you see KJ here? Does he leave after the draft or year two? It's uh, dramatically too early. Dramatically too early, Nick. I'm not even going to touch that yet. <laughs> Marquise Martin says, South Florida. Excuse me, Fort Worth. South Fort Worth. Ethan Malone says, we're walking rice like a dog on Saturday. Final score prediction. What did I pick? I'll tell you what I picked real quick if I can find the poll. Here we go. Nope, that ain't it. I don't have it pulled up right in front of me. Yep, sorry. Don't have it. Um, I think I went 41-20, I believe is what I went. So that's right about the spread. I think the last time I saw the spread, it was 19 and a hook. So, yeah, way to go out on a limb, Trey. I do think if they clobber Rice, then we're going to see a really good team this year. I think if they beat them like they should, 20 points or so, then I think we, you know, we see a team that's, you know, competitive. It depends on how they win it, I guess they get lucky a lot or they just, you know, are steady. But if they go out and like, you know, it's like 65 to 14 or something like that, then I think we can, you know, it's not, Rice isn't the same level, but you got to be a really good team to put up 65 in my opinion. You got to be a good team to do that to somebody, no matter the opponent. And we've seen, let's face it, we've seen Arkansas face plenty of opponents they should clobber and not do that. Lincoln, Nebraska. Mickey Gentry says, Soli question mark. Soli is not with the two deep right now, and he hasn't been. I mean, I don't know if that's um, been a big surprise. I think they just want they want him to get bigger now. They do have Jashad Stewart listed as the backup defensive end in 6'2", 240, but, you know, he's probably a little bit stouter at 240. But, yeah, we haven't seen Soli really make that big of a push to be in the starting lineup. Jason Crow says there could have been a good argument to let BB stay an additional season, especially considering how difficult it was to replace him. Josh D. Stone, it was difficult. I mean, people didn't want to touch the job. Josh D. Stone says the game week. Mitch Williams says, I think the players had given up on Brett Beal and it was time for a change. I do not think that they gave up on him, Mitch. I think there were other components to that. I mean, like, let's think about it for a second. Think about that Ole Miss game. I mean, they could have easily quit in that game. Easily. They could have quit against Coastal Carolina. They could have quit against Mississippi State, and they lost that game, but they fought. They could have quit against Missouri. They lost that game, but they fought. Okay? The difference in quitting is getting your ass handed to you against Western Kentucky in Razorback Stadium in your last game, in a game that you have to have to save your job. Everybody knows Chad Morris getting fired after that game if he, if he loses the way he did. And the players just let him have it. It's like 24-7 at halftime. They should have fired him at halftime. That's quitting. That's quitting on your team. Letting somebody like that come into your backyard and just smoke you. They actually fought and battled back against some teams under Brett Bielma. So I don't necessarily agree with that. Was it time for a change? Yeah. 
Grayson Reeser says, who is the surprise position group of the year? I sure hope it's DL. I think it probably could be DL in terms of most people's outlook on it. I think that's probably a good answer. Mike Posey says, I think the biggest downfall of Brett Bielema was when Sam left for Georgia. Absolutely was. Absolutely. Kurt Anderson, I, I guess he's doing a good job at Northwestern. He was not good here. He didn't do a good job recruiting. He didn't do a good job coaching. It was musical chairs every single week on the offensive line. What's crazy about that offensive line is like they moved Yelda Froholt from defense to offense, and then they stuck him at left guard and never moved him there. They moved him in the starting lineup, a position he had not earned at that point because they felt good about his potential there, and they left him there at left guard. Every other position was just musical chairs. Let's try a new guy here, a new guy here. No wonder they sucked. The best guy was the guy that they left in place. Daniel Kelly says, Homer, I'll find you, Daniel Kelly. I have your name here on Facebook. <laughs> Randall McMurray says, I've seen seven or eight wins. I wouldn't discount it. It depends on how good KJ is. I think they have the players around him. Agree, Anderson was terrible hire for a replacement. He was terrible. Norman Hunt says, I've been saying six and six too. They got to win some SEC games, seven and five. Everything goes right. Requires some upsets. A lot of people excited. I don't know if Bill or Morris was worse. Oh God, Morris was worse, dude. Ma'am, sorry, Kenzie. Morris was a tragedy. That's easy, easy. Bielema had at least, you know, the players following. They loved him. They worked for him. John Dexter said, good work, Trey and Danny. I've missed football talk. I sure enjoyed watching some football. I sat and locked myself back in my office. Got my big 75-inch television there. One chair. One chair. Watched it by myself. Enjoyed it. Kesney says, Kesney, not Kenzie, Kesney. Kesney Nichols says, I do have some reservation with KJ being the starter this year, not the answer, but the best we have. We, how do we know that, Kesney? We don't know that. Kesney, I'm disagreeing with you today. We don't know that yet. He may or may not. Let's give the guy a shot. So many people are ready to bench him in favor of the freshman. I mean, he hasn't even, he hasn't even played this year, and his one sample that we have from him he threw for like 274 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, rushed for another touchdown, completed a two-point conversion try, took Arkansas into the fourth quarter against Missouri with a 10-point lead, led two touchdown drives that accounted for 15 points. It's 25 points that Missouri had to overcome in the fourth quarter. I think we'd all take that. I can't put that loss on K.J. Jefferson. Brandon, we talked about Soli a little bit. M.P. Rich says, we pick Suey right from Hogball. We pick Suey more. We pick Suey. Westminster says, is it worth just holding Burks out versus Rice no matter what? I think it probably is. I know he is nice to have, but I don't know if he's worth not having him for Texas. I don't know if I – I think I would try to get him as completely healthy as possible. I know you want to have him for Rice. And I'm not saying they can just, like, hold people out just to hold him out against Rice. I don't think, I don't think that's a good approach either. But with Burks, if he's not, if he's not 95%, then I say hold him out. Cody Hamilton says, I know it's a long time away. What about the kid from Greenwood? Is he the real deal? We do have a chance to keep him home. That probably would have been a good question for Danny from recruiting. I know who you're talking about, but uh, for some reason I'm, I'm spacing.
J.J. Hollingsworth. Is that who you're talking about? Are you talking about not Greenland, but Greenwood? You're talking about the quarterback. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's way out. That's a definitely a Danny question. I think he's just going into 10th grade, isn't he? Ninth grade, something like that. Hayden Staten says, Trey, who's underrated defensive player you expect to make an impact this year? John Ridgway, Trey Williams. Could Deshaun Stewart be one in your opinion? Yeah. I mean, I think there's some candidates on the defensive line. Deshaun Stewart definitely comes off the ball fast. Uh, Hayden Henry might be another one. If you look at the depth chart, it's got Hayden Henry or Bumper Pool. A lot of people don't expect to see that, but that's how it's been for a long time. Hayden Henry's been going out with the ones a good bit. So he might be one that at least underappreciated. Andrew Douglas Eford says, can you talk about our special teams? Has there been any indicator of that getting any better? They liked what they saw out of Cam Little in the first scrimmage. They thought they missed too many extra points or too many field goals in the second scrimmage. Um, I, I, Reed Bauer is a capable punter. Sam Loy is a better punter, and Sam Loy's injured. Reed Bauer wins the job. Jordan Silver's back. He's a good snapper. But I think so much is about coverage and stuff like that, too. I mean, you got to be a better coverage team. you got to have some weapons in the return game. Can Ladarius Bishop be that? He's certainly fast at, punt, at kick returner. Raheem Sanders, I like having Raheem, hand, Raheem, I like having Raheem Sanders back there. I like having him back there. I don't know if he's the first guy or the second guy, but he's back there. And then Greg Brooks and Nathan Perotti at punt return. I don't – I'm not a huge – unless like Greg Brooks or Ladarius Bishop are difference makers in the return game, I'm not a big fan of putting starters back there. Unless they're difference makers, like a Joe Adams or something. Otherwise, I say, you know, maybe go with a younger guy who's in a backup who's got a bright future. Rob McCalley says, we win the national title this year. Don't hold your breath there, Rob. Leroy Dumas, I rewatched the Missouri game, and I think KJ, if KJ improves 50% or better, we'll be fine. I mean, if he gives you the Missouri game every week, then you're going to be fine. Yeah, you'd be okay. Art Whedon, what's the word on Marcus Henderson? Marcus is – is he listed as a backup anywhere? I don't think so. Marcus got to add some weight. He's still a little bit light, about 290. He was working at backup right tackle. At some point, Takias Crawford became the right tackle. I think Henderson got a little banged up, and then uh, Crawford didn't let it go. Jerry Redwine says, I'm going 52 to 20 with a late touchdown to make it seem closer than it was. We'll take that. Brandon Parker says, how do you feel about our special teams going into the season? We touched on that. Brandon Kaiser says, does Draper and Jackson medically retire and create an additional scholarship for walk-ons? It does create additional scholarships for um, for players who are walk-ons who have been on campus at least one calendar year. Okay, so players who have been on campus for one year – can get one of those scholarships. Those players keep their scholarships under a medical hardship. So they still get to stay on scholarship, but they're not part of the team. They can't return to the team at any point. They could technically, if they had eligibility left, which I guess Draper has one year, go somewhere else and play, but they can't do it at Arkansas ever again. So, but that it doesn't open up one for a recruit or in, in the incoming class or anything like that, but it does from the, on the 85. Mason Allen Riz, Rigsby says, Hey, Trey, just out of curiosity, have have the said have they said if masks are required during the game or not? They have not said anything specific. However, in the city of Fayetteville, we are under a mask mandate. So that means if you're inside, you have to have a mask on. I don't know if that means the stadium and it's and it's recommend there's like a bunch of recommendations. Like if you're you can't socially distance outside, then you're supposed to wear a mask, but it's not like required. So I don't know what the rules are. I'm sure there'll be signs up. 
But I guess to get in, you technically need to wear a mask because we are under a mask mandate in Fayetteville. Damien M. Phillips says, ready for some walk and talk. Pulled the Mississippi State walk and talk from the archives. Epic <laughs> instant classic. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a very popular one, Damon, Damien. Um, the Western Kentucky one's probably maybe the best one I did in terms of like people reacting to it and stuff, people telling me. Steve Miller says, what happened to Jaden Williams, the JUCO DT they got in the last recruiting cycle? I haven't heard a lot about him. I mean, he showed up. He came off an injury. He just has not replicated what they saw on video when they recruited him. It just hasn't really been in the mix. And it's something that, you know, Wilson has said too, just his explosion hasn't. Jason J. Bird Jones says, what happened to Matteo Soli? We talked about that a little bit. We picked Suey from Sumter, South Carolina, from William Davis, Dave, William Phillip Davis. Joey Mark says, Kern, really better than Hudson. I think he provides some things in terms of blocking stuff, but I think Hudson is the better all-around tight end. But Hudson's been in and out. I mean, he's got to stay healthy. they got to be able to rely on him week to week. And Kern has been in green, but Hudson missed some practices last week, missed two practices at least. Billy Abbott says, are all the seats opened up for the game? Hope to see a big crowd. Yeah, it's 76,000. Come on in. Kesney Nichols said, just don't trust KJ with the ball. I hope I'm wrong and he crushes it. hope you're wrong too, Kesney. Page Monday says, what happened to JT Towers? JT Towers was not talked about today, but there was a report from the Democrat Gazette that he has been suspended indefinitely, but we did not talk to Sam Pittman about that today. Actually, that got overlooked. All right, everybody. Appreciate your questions. One more time, if you haven't thrown us that five-star review, please do so. Throw us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Do it for us real quick. If you watch the show and you hadn't done it, just throw us that five-star review. Let people know to watch, especially important right now because there's a lot of people looking for stuff to watch. We get questions all the time. Hey, are there any good podcasts to listen to? So throw us a five-star review. It helps bumps that up. It helps bump that up, especially when people are looking for Arkansas Razorback content. Also available on Facebook Live. You're probably watching that right now. If you're not, you're watching this on YouTube. Throw us a thumbs up on both of those platforms. On YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you're notified anytime we upload new videos. But do subscribe. Half the people that watch the videos, right at half, aren't subscribed. And a lot of them are re-watching it. Are re-watching, you know, week after week. So you want to be notified, hit the notification bell um, and follow the page on Facebook. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, anywhere else podcasts are found. Appreciate you, Danny West, for joining us, providing recruiting insight. We'll be back with you guys on Thursday. We'll get you some questions then also, but we'll do more of a game preview type of story, excuse me, type of show at that point. Getting to that 50-minute mark so I can barely talk again. All right, everybody, thanks for joining us. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. 